welcome to the Nile Nine podcast. You're very welcome along to myself and Andrea's weekly chat about new music. That's what this is. And Hello. We're, we're joined by a special guest today. Hello, Sorka. Hello. Sorka Richardson is here. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for inviting me in. Thought it'd be nice to have you here for a chat yeah. about like general stuff rather than like a straight up interview. I think that's more fun. Yeah, Good. I think so. <laughs> Hear that everyone, we're in, fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more crack. And uh, so, yeah, I guess we're going to be talking about Andy Schaff's new album, The Neon Skyline, a very interesting album up for discussion this week. We will have new tracks from Caribou, Chromatics and more. We're going to be talking a bit about the Grammys shortly. Mm. But first, Sorka, congratulations to you for being uh, nominated for a Choice Thank Music Prize. Thank you very much. For first prize, Bravery. Um, how are you feeling? What's going on? In general or about <laughs> both? Feeling good, a bit tired. I don't know, December was a lot, like 200 miles an hour, I felt like. Yeah. So I'm still... You You did five shows last week. That Maybe that's why I'm tired. I did five shows at Eurosonic, <laughs> that might be why. Yeah, I, that was actually really good fun. I loved it over there. Yeah, I saw you through uh, the window in the coffee shop. Oh, did you? Yeah. I liked that. That gig was fun. I yeah. liked it. Um, yeah, it was chaos though. Like the, just, it was like, you know, 4 a.m., wake up call to go get the flight and then like I got picked up from the train station to go do a video shoot and then we get like dropped to soundcheck and then had to leave soundcheck to go do a radio thing and well that's good to be busy it was good to be busy when you're over there but uh, maybe that's why I'm tired <laughs> I like don't have the stamina anymore it was good though I like yeah. that festival yeah it was really good yeah. I, I felt like it just re-energized my the year ahead yeah for me. Like, I got to see loads of new music yeah. and uh, I was just really yeah, it was great to come back and you're like, great, I've seen loads it's of new stuff. It's kind of cool already. that it's at the start of the year as well. It sort of like kickstarts things. Totally. Mm. Yeah. And it's also a quiet time of year usually for most yeah. people. So you never get that kind of like, oh, I have to go and do this thing. Because yeah. there's nothing else on. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. It was uh, fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. And um, I wasn't there. <laughs> so. did, yeah. you, did you stay on a boat? <laughs> no, I stayed in an Airbnb, which was a 40 minutes walk. From most 40. places, which is hard when they don't have bikes. Uh, well, they don't have spare bikes. I didn't spare have a bike. Bikes, yeah, there's bikes everywhere. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine who got like put in jail in the Netherlands once what? when she tried to rob a bike oh, one night. No. I won't name any names, but apparently it's easier to do than you think. To rob a bike in the yeah. Netherlands? Well, I mean, anytime I've been there's to Amsterdam, they're just everywhere. <laughs> yeah. but, but like, even if they're locked. They're no, sometimes they're just leaning oh, against a railing. Yeah, most like, of them I saw were not locked. I think because I was talking to a Dutch person when I was over there and they were saying that the bikes are so cheap to get get over there that if your bike gets robbed it's kind of like the just, yes. get, just get, a new one. get a new one or like so, someone has a bike some people have two bikes like it's just yeah kind of i was like kind of hoping the airbnb would have a, a spare bike, spare bike yeah. Or, you know. <laughs> yeah but anyway Leave they didn't no jail time. on the review yeah yeah <laughs> so i was looking i was looking today because i was wondering because i think we realized uh it was eight years ago i first wrote about your music yeah on 909 a long time ago long time ago i remember yeah. i emailed i was an I was interning at a record label in New York and I was bored and I'd never sent my music to anyone. And I was like, I wonder if I sent this to someone like this. I would not, I would never advise this. I wish I hadn't done this. I think it was a bad, <laughs> bad, bad judgment call. But I was kind of cure. I just had no sense of if what I was doing was any good or not. Mm. And I, so I was like, I wonder if I send this to like some Irish blogs, what they post about it. Or like, is it good? I don't know. Mm. And I was just bored of my internship, so I sent it to you. And you were like, oh, I like this. This is good. And then you post about it. And then I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had no game plan at all. Are you saying That's you gas. like, I mean, you played your music to people before. Yeah, I played point. like to yeah. my friends. Yeah. Do you know, and I'd, I'd like been to a few open mics and stuff in New York. But I was, I I think you should, 
I in hindsight, I think it's better to like really like <laughs> have a music record a lot of music record a yes. bit of a game plan. But now, well, like, I think it was a different time then, though. Do you, you think know? so? Yeah, yeah, like it's a bit more casual. What did you have? Then? It was, was a bit it just more a casual, song, yeah. or was it? I don't even remember. Songs. It was a couple. I looked back. There was like two songs. I maybe? don't know if any of them are still on the internet, though. No, well, the one the links aren't there anymore. So the links I'm are dead. Sure. <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> I'm not sure what it was. Maybe it was a SoundCloud link or something. I think it was a SoundCloud sure. link. There was things I'd record yeah. in my bedroom yeah. on GarageBand. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, d- I think I also, though, I just didn't know how to kickstart anything. I didn't really know any managers or producers or labels mm. or anything. I didn't know any anyone, really. So I was like, I didn't... I thought in order to find those people, I sort of had to, like, put my hand up a little and, like, make yeah. myself known. And then Was the record label any help with that? Like, mm, learning much about the music uh, industry? It made me realize I didn't want to work at a record label. <laughs> <laughs> that record label was, I was at EMI and it okay, was yeah. huge. And like, there was like a hundred interns. And, right. Uh, it just didn't seem like there was a whole lot for me to do. And then all of a sudden there'd be like a mad panic for 25 minutes and I had to go, I don't, I don't know, do something. It didn't seem yeah. like it was going to like give me a... I wasn't going to get a record deal like yeah, okay, in sure. the mail room. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. I'm more curious to know if it was actually worth worth your while to, yeah. you know, do an internship in a in a big like label in New York. I did another one at, at Domino for a year, um, yeah. which I think probably served me better because mm. I would still be in touch with a lot of those people at yeah. Domino and would like meet up with them sometimes if I'm in the States. Yeah. And... Yeah, I think that's good. We uh, Ruth Cronin, who was here working with us last year, moved to New York last year, and she in, it was is interning at um, Mom and Pop Records. Oh, so cool! I think I it's like, better. The smaller ones are better because you. Yeah, well, I thought it's like somebody you. I know in Mom and Pop, yeah. and I was like, yeah. "Hey, this is," and it worked out. I was like, "Cool, great. yeah." So it's a nice thing to do. But um, so when did you? Because you were over there a long time as well, right? You lived there. I lived for a long there time. for eight years. Eight years. So when did you come back? I guess like two years ago. Two, was it two years ago? But wait, I, wait, wait. I don't think I knew. I, I think I was in denial. So I came home and then I went back to LA a couple times, like for a few months each time. Because I was, I was actually finding it really hard to settle back in Dublin. I didn't really want to stay, but I didn't want to go back to New York. So I don't know, LA just, <laughs> I knew people in LA who I could stay with and stuff. So yeah. it's kind of bouncing back and forth. But I'd say like probably about a, like the last year I've pretty much been based entirely in Dublin. Have you adjusted to the uh, the daily madness? The daily madness <laughs> that we experience today. I don't know. I just probably not. Like, yeah, it is a bit mad. Do you plan on staying? I do now. Yeah. I love it. I just. Yeah. I think I had to give myself. I just had to make a decision. I had one foot out the door for the first year I was home. Like I kept leaving, which I think makes it hard <laughs> to yeah. to stay settle back. Yeah. Did it make it easier then to decide to release an album then when you were like more based here? Because it kind of felt like you, it was more, you'd been releasing music for a long time, but you never released a debut album or anything yeah. like that. So you kind of, maybe it, did things kind of make more sense when you got here? I think there was a couple things. One thing was that I was playing live with my, with a full band a lot more. And that definitely gave me a sense of what I wanted the album to be because I was I was gigging a bit in the states but for whatever reason there was a summer where every gig I got they were all solo gigs mm. they were like support slots of people just mm. wanted me to play solo sets so then I came home and I did a load of shows with my band and then I was like that gave me a lot of clarity about what the album would sound like I mm. think and I wasn't like I mean Dublin rent is crazy but I moved home and moved back into my parents house so I wasn't like 
scraping together my New York rent. Yeah. Mm. So I had a little bit more disposable income to do, spend on music stuff, which I think was obviously a big help as well. I don't know. I think I just had, I was sort of in a bit of no man's land, which yeah. Yeah. sometimes is good for writing. It was like you made more of a commitment when you came home and yeah. for your career. It felt it's like. sort of maybe here because we're closer to you now in terms of, and you have a label here and um, people yeah. you're working with. Well, I definitely came home and then sort of was like, got it myself set up a bit here in terms of yeah. like, I got an Irish band, I got an Irish label, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it was a good thing. And you got a choice nomination. And I got a choice nomination. Yeah, that's nice as well. Yeah. um, (laughs) Andrea can't say anything about that because she's on the panel. She's a judge. So we'll move on. Um, Speaking of awards, speaking of awards, um, uh, the Grammys were on last Sunday. And I'm a judge for the Grammys. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So you're responsible for all the results. Cleaning up the award ceremony. Yeah, she took the big four. Yeah. I am not. And she was embarrassed about it as well. Yeah. Yeah, which, which I th- I thought was sweet. I just every everything she does makes me love her more and more. Um, I'm not surprised she took the big four. I'm I'm really shocked that Lana Del Rey took nothing. Me too. I like, love that album. Nothing. I didn't think she'd get album of the year. Just, I don't know if they she deserved. There's it, lots of acts that just like the Grammys will never probably give anything. to. Yeah. Them. Yeah, but she just you know. it seemed like given like she's she's always been so prized for that. I don't know. She just she has the aesthetic of a pop star. She has the the critical kind of acclaim, like the indie people love her, the pop people love her. And it's just like I don't know. I, I I don't understand why she didn't get anything. I don't know. Grammys are very traditional. Weird. Generally, but actually, weird. I think like this this year was a better reflection of where music is at than I've seen in a while to be honest one thing yeah because yeah, we've talked about the grounds before when there was definitely less of that like let's slam loads of people together on a stage and hope it works out <laughs> yeah they, the like, they always try yeah. to do yeah, yeah. i mean it was a bit true. of that but like mostly it was like musical theater fame stuff that was fine yeah um, there was a lot of boys to men which i wasn't yeah. mad about what's that bitch? <laughs> i don't know they sang with tyler it was great did yeah, they sing with like, someone else as well? Uh, they sang I with the, I saw the Tyler ones at the oh, beginning yes. for in the Kobe Bryant um, uh, tribute, tribute thing. Yeah, um, that was good. Although I find Alicia Keys to be the most boring person. I think it's the reason I why I didn't watch the whole show. Kind of like, love that she's like a. In a, a human Instagram quote. No, I like, that's what she just, is. No. I just love that she just is that person and it's like, oh, love, yeah. Live, great. laugh, love. Yeah, that's like, vibe. And you're like, cool. No, I just find her like, it's like if she's at a piano, I'm like, great. But I don't know where the decision to have her as like a, a host of anything comes from. I it don't feels know like she'll is. just say yes to anything. <laughs> And be like, yeah. And I'm sure she's you lovely. T- and then take a Lewis Capaldi song and, and write a really bad lyric over yeah. about all the accents. Like, of course, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, do I don't that. know. Like, and then she seems like a lovely lady. Fallen as a jam, but Fallen I just <laughs> like, I just whenever I see her presenting anything, I'm like, snooze. Mm. Yeah. But, oh well. She's had a couple of great songs. Yeah, she has. Yeah. 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 But I mean. I think she's just very likable. That's why people like, they love is her. Is she? 
<laughs> but that's what like, like, I the find industry, her very probably. like calming. But maybe that's not what you want in your host. Yeah, she's very like you she's know like, cool. It's almost like ASMR, ASMR, and a, and a host. It's like really yeah. soft spoken. That like. maybe because ASMR makes me feel weird. Something. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's, <laughs> that's the, the problem with me. For me, the star of the Grammys this year was Tyler the Creator's mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Did you see? Was she was just the happiest person that has like. Because I don't know, for me with Tyler, it's like, I, I, do, I don't really, I, I only know his music. I don't really know what he's like outside yeah. of it. And watching him at the Grammys, I was like, oh, I think I might stand now. <laughs> like, he's just so charming and so lovely and so humble. And then his mom just like losing her goddamn mind when he won. It was very sweet. Best yeah. rap album, though. I know. I was actually listening to the album on the dart in because mm. I was thinking about that. And I was like... Mm. It is, of, I don't know that that, that category for a long rap. time has been best black artists pretty much, and they need to they need to figure that out because it's not it's not yeah. a rap album. Like same with best like best urban record yeah. and stuff like that. It's like oh, I think we need to kind of move yeah. away. From I thought that. Did, did Tyler say something about the categorization at some point, but not during the show. He didn't say it during the show, but he said it. Afterwards. Before the oh, show, I think, okay. yeah, there was something to do yeah. with that. Um, I think yeah. af- after, I mean, he won, so I don't think he's going to throw too much at it. But I mean, like the fact that To Pimp a Butterfly won Best Rap Album but didn't win Best, Al- I don't think it even got nominated for Best Album right. in the year that that came out. It's just... There's usually very little crossover between yeah, yeah. The, those two categories, isn't yeah. it? Like, like, all, like there's usually nearly none. Yeah. Um, like the only thing about the Grammys weird. is for me it's very like it has to be they always try to make it a bit more traditional so mm. so Lizzo's performance like getting but they brought the, the orchestra in and all that kind of yeah, stuff right. it's like it's it's almost like they, 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 like, they don't want to like frighten people too much <laughs> yeah they're like no there's an orchestra on this it's fine don't worry frighten about it people. you recognize know, yeah. that yeah. and then obviously sasha b fluting her flute was out there she was great which was great her you know flute was out into um, that um and then um billy eilish was great but again very traditional yeah. like mm. song from her where she and like, like a, up and her bad guy yeah. and they didn't perform it and it's like you know yeah it would be nice to see that side of things as opposed to like oh this is a serious song because like you know pop music yeah, Can't, it's not be, just bass yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like no, but this is the I thought serious Tyler's song. performance was he was great. Yeah, yeah, class. Yeah, I thought I thought he he was the the only person that I saw push the boat out in terms of like the th- theatrics of it yeah. and like he like he took his inhaler in the middle of his performance, which I thought was really sweet. Um, but yeah, his his had the most kind of artistic style. Sorry, what about Lil Nas X? I didn't. I didn't see that. Oh, did you not? No, no, no. Did you see I didn't it? see no. that. One no, 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 no. You have no, no. to see it. Oh, it's kind of gas. It's like, uh, uh, it's like a meme on stage. Did he have it's so funny? Young Mason. Yeah, uh, he did. He had. Did he had Na- Did he perform with Nas as well? Yeah, because uh, my name is Nas. His name is Nas. So let's get Nas on a track. He's on a remix Why of Nas. I actually saw Nas loads of like photos on Instagram of of the performance. But it's, I didn't see the performance. Yeah, itself. no, I it's didn't quite see it. joyful. Like it's quite, it's worth watching. Is it? Yeah, just it, all, it's just all like time road. a rotating like different rooms, and and he goes in, and Diplo's playing a banjo at one point, or pretend to play oh, a banjo. I'm out. And you're like, what? The fuck <laughs> I is hate this? Diplo. <laughs> it was like it was like watching the memification of music on stage. That's what it was like. Right. It was like, but it was kind of lovely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was well, like, he's he's really this charming. is grand. Yeah. Like he's very he's so young, and you just kind of want to protect him. I hope he has a career ahead of him. Yeah. I hope he doesn't just 
go away. Yeah, he know, seemed, uh, <laughs> you know, I felt, I fell for him. I was like, cool. Yeah. You know, he seems like a yeah. lovely lad. He does. And I, I, he had BTS on stage, uh, like, yeah. on doing the song with him. Like, they relegated the biggest boy band in the world to being on the biggest song in the world from last year. So, true. Didn't get yeah. to perform. That's fair. Um, what else did you not enjoy? Um, Ariana Grande was fine. I just thought it was really safe. It's like, yeah, we got it. You can sing. Like, gonna do something <laughs> what, else. What, I actually didn't see her one either. So she did she? Seven Rings. Yeah. Which I, I don't love that song I at all. Bad, bad song. Well, I love, she's got so many unreal songs. Yeah. Like, and that she did, I think, did she do Into You? No. She did Thank You Next anyway. She did Thank You which Next. Is weird. Which it was, it was also mm, a while ago. Like, I don't know. It just, there was nothing exciting about it. Like, it opened with her doing like very strong vocals. And then she has like an outfit change and then she goes over and does Thank You Next and Seven Rings on like a sort of a bed with dancers. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, yeah, fine. Like this isn't, it's not really saying anything much to the, the Academy. Prince <laughs> tribute thing. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Um, it was very strange. Um, it was yeah. Usher. Well, I mean, like nobody can match Prince, you know. If you're singing a Prince song. Not even so Usher. So Usher was doing Usher, it's fine. Yeah. But then they, they brought, like, it was like Sheila E and Usher and Sheila E was just like playing in the background. And then they brought FKA Twigs on just to but dance. But she didn't sing, right? Yeah, yeah, just to pole dance and dance around Usher. It was like, this is really weird. Because they announced her featuring FKA Twigs and it was like, yeah. and then she never had a microphone at any point. It was just like, this And then is she really tweeted strange. about it. Did she? Yeah, she was like, because obviously loads of people were like, why is she not singing? Yeah. And she tweeted and thinks she was like, I would have loved to have sang, but I wasn't asked. Okay. Oh. And. That's interesting. Yeah. That yeah. Did Usher. It. Like, yeah. How old is Usher same. now? I don't know. He must be in his late sure. 40s. Like. He was releasing hits like when I was going to my first like discos. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he was, he like was so to me as, like, a everywhere for. Yeah. For just a certain period of time and then just nothing. But don't, isn't that funny though when, I always find it interesting the people who the Grammys choose to perform those types of things. Yeah. Because they could really have anybody. So then sometimes I'm like, why is Usher there? Well, I guess it's different when it's tribute stuff, but like... Sometimes, like, why, but yeah, still, last, why was it yeah, though, at all? Yeah. Like, last year was J-Lo the J-Lo, J-Lo thing. thing. And it was like the J-Lo Motown thing, and she mimed, and it was so weird. Yeah, yeah very I don't, weird. I don't understand those things. Maybe that section of it is like a deal they have with some record label or something yeah. where they just get the yeah. people on that label to do it or something, but I don't know. It's very, very strange. Um, and then obviously on the night, everyone, or most artists kind of dedicated their, uh, their songs and such to Kobe Bryant who died kind yeah. of only like kind of hours or something beforehand. Yeah, hours beforehand. So that sort of had like I a, did think it was a boy quite weird the way they followed up like the very nice intro with like this Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani like soppy love song and it was like this just feels a bit yeah wrong coming after this like heartfelt yeah. tribute, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um and obviously Rosalia was there. She did herself proud. Yeah, <laughs> she was great. Wall. I didn't notice that. Yeah, Rosalie is always looking after, looking over us here. Um, Niall, <laughs> Niall is a fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she was amazing. She was, she was, uh, her and Lizzo and Tyler were probably the standouts for me. The worst thing I saw, and I don't know if you saw it, but the Aerosmith Run DMC thing. No, no. I saw it was recommended to me on YouTube and I was like, nope, skip. <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. It's almost where watching it was so bad. It was like, really? why Did is they this? Just do 
what there was no reason. Saying. I don't know. Maybe it was like it was never explained. It was like, is it been a particular time since that song came but out? But that's another thing. It's like ha- there's Why? a limited like TV broadcast, so you got to be kind of selective with who who you give mm. screen time to, and then that. It was weird. It was really weird. I mean, like everything sounded wrong, and uh, it just didn't sound right. Like the guitar sounded out of tune. Everybody was a bit off. That's and I was shame. like, this is bad. This is bad. Like it was on Catatonic Youths this week. That's how bad it was. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. much okay. Um, so some of the winners, I guess, some of the big winners, uh, Record of the Year went to Billie Eilish. Album of the Year went to Billie Eilish. Best New Artist, Billie Eilish. Song of the Year, Bad Guy, Billie Eilish. Um, best Rap Slash Sung Performance, Higher. DJ Khaled featuring Nipsey Hussle and John Legend. Yeah, Do you know that had, song? They had a Nipsey Hussle uh, tribute because he died last year. So that's maybe why right. they gave that. Um, and his family were all there on stage. Uh, rap album was Igor by Tyler, the creator. Solo performance, Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Pop vocal album, Billy again. And what was the other kind of big one that we were looking at was uh, the uh, not, uh, alternative album went to Vampire Weekend. Oh, did it? Yeah. Bigger question, though. What does the Grammys mean anything? I, I know we're think talking about it. <laughs> it has the capacity, and I've, I've. What does it represent? I've I've said this. Well, it represents the the force that you can reckon with. Like you've got you've got the industry in the room with you, so it gives artists a really amazing opportunity to like. I bring this up every single week, but Kendrick Lamar's 2015 Grammy Grammy performance was groundbreaking because he was just. It was like he'd just gotten everybody in a room and said, hey, this is happening. I'm going to explain racism in America to all of you. You're all part of it. Sit down and listen. And it's I think the Grammys is important for those reasons. It gives artists an opportunity to get the people who matter into a room and show what they want. So it matters for political statements. It matters for that kind of stuff. Otherwise, I don't know. (laughs) Like what about um, all the... It was a discrimination thing that came out a week before around the Recording Academy. Yeah. No mention of that kind of stuff. No, Last nothing. Year it was like tone deaf statements about how women need to step yeah. up. Yeah. By the guy who is now gone. Yeah. But it, that was, uh, yeah. So they, they're not like, you know, holier than thou either, but they were able to ignore a lot of that because they drive the narrative. So no one's really going to give out about the Grammys. Well, see, I, I think there, there. I, I think there would have been a lot more if, the night hadn't been such a kind of tribute to Kobe Bryant. I think people would have people wouldn't have wanted to kind of, I don't know, step step on the whole like this night is dedicated to Kobe thing while also being like calling out sexual assault in yeah, the music it's industry. Like Alicia Keys was like, yeah, it's all love, everything's great. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's it? not all love actually. Yeah. Uh, people in the like. Real world? Well, like the (laughs) Grammy people are being accused of sexual assault, like left, right and center. So it's like, it's not really all love, Alicia, but okay. For for one night only, you can live, laugh and love. Like a little cushion. Okay, well, (laughs) usually we find when we do a news section that we have a lot of negative things to talk about. So it seems to be left on a negative uh, (laughs) thing there. Um, We're going to talk about reasons to be cheerful. And I'm going to ask you one reason each for your reason to be cheerful after this. Why don't you get back into bed? Why don't you get back into bed? Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. Okay. Andrea, do you have a reason to be cheerful this week? Yep. What is it? I have two. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, I don't actually have one. <laughs> <laughs> do you want one of mine? Yeah. 
Do you want do you want the Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. You can have that one. <laughs> okay. Um My Reason to Be Cheerful Jean. is a song that I found on YouTube today. Okay. It is a some kind of it's an 80s remix of a popular song and it made me very happy. Okay, will I play a bit of it so yeah. you have it for context and yeah. we can maybe guess what it's going to be. Okay, that sounds like Georgia Moroder and Britney Spears, which who actually did a song together once, but actually an 80s remix of. But not this song. Uh, so where'd you hear this? This is just some guy on YouTube who does kind of 80s remixes of popular tunes. He's got a good one for um, an Ariana Grande track. He's got a couple of Katy Perry ones as well. Okay. Um, and it just sounds like I Feel Love with Britney and it just it made me really happy today. <laughs> Very yeah. good, very good. Yeah. That's all you need. That's, That's it. All you need. And like, if you, you can just put in 80s remix, like literally type in 80s remixes of pop songs. There was a time, yeah, hours there's and a, hours and hours. Oh, what's the Kimra and Gotcha song? Uh, somebody used to know there's a really oh, yeah. good 80s version of that. There's a really good 80s that version. That Dua Lipa one was Dua Lipa one, yeah. Big. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah I'm, like, I'm, I'm bringing it back. Yeah. Like, this is. There's a guy called Tronic Box, I think it is. It's Tronic something. And he's he always does these kind of eighties remixes. Yeah. So, yeah. Do they do they ever get released, or are they all um, just kind of? I thought that one, of, one of them was. I thought it was did one of them not released properly, or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Was not the Julepa wasn't released. I don't no? know. I don't I know. One of them I'm was. surprised that they don't get pulled from YouTube yeah. more. To be honest, like just copyright strikes. And, yeah. But. Made me happy today. Good fun. Anyway. Good yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, my reason to be cheerful is it's now the sun is now setting one minute after five o'clock. So yes. it's just finally yeah. back to we yeah. can have a grand stretch. Today was one minute. That was five. I mean that wasn't my one, but I did consider. <laughs> yeah. I did consider that. We I didn't have a music one, that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only other thing that made me cheerful features the word cheer and I'll talk about it later. Okay. That's okay. it. That's mm. it. Cheer. Yeah. Do you have a reason to be cheerful this Well, week? I was gonna say that maybe the fact that Lancome are nominated for album of the year and song of the year. Yes. The choice. I think that's very exciting. I love their version of the Wild Rover. Oh yeah. my God! I went to see that live and uh, <laughs> first song, and I cried. Did you? So good. Was that the first song? Yeah, <sighs> yeah, and it's well, and like what I loved about that Lancome gig. I don't know if we talked about this last week, did we? No, we no, didn't, maybe no. not because I was away the week before. So uh, what I loved about it is that you know, essentially they're a trad band, but they had all this backing, um, like production. Uh, like a backing track, essentially, just to give it a lift. And then they had a drummer and uh, somebody on keyboards as well. So it was just like they really went for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when that song builds, because the recording obviously dynamically lifts up. And then when you get to that point, you're like, it felt like that live as well. It was like, whoa. Yeah. Took off. So they're yeah. not confirmed for the choice night, aren't they? Not? I think they're on tour in the States. No. Yeah, I know. I was like, but I that's wanted to see very you. upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Know. Oh, that's that's sad. Oh well. So Sorry. you were going to be there. <laughs> I, ru- I ruined there. your reason to be cheerful. <laughs> I mean, I'll, 
Come on, bodies know what night it is. You can remember. What, what's the date? The March 5th. 5th. March 5th. Thursday, Not March, the 8th. Thursday. Don't go on the 8th. You said 8 last week. You'll be we late. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be late. Remember, everyone, 8 is late. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go there. March 5th in Vicar Street. Did I say 8th last yeah, week? Yeah, Sorka, you'll be playing. Oh, I'll be there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you'll be in a room not seeing any of the acts. I'll probably. be in a room not seeing any of the yeah. acts. I but might catch. I'll, I'll be there. The end. Yeah, you'll be lucky. You'll be lucky. It depends how quickly the decision comes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or if we have a 12 angry men situation on our hands. You never know. You never, never know. know. You might have it. Um, <laughs> okay, time for songs of the week. Our first song this week is from Caribou. It is Never Come Back. Okay, that's New Caribou. Song is called Never Come Back. Um, the album is out on February 28th on City Sign called Suddenly. First album in five years. Um, I'm a big Caribou fan, so I was like straight away, I'm into this. And uh, uh, somebody texted me today and was like, oh, it sounds like a Laboom song. I was like, I, oh, really? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really. It kind of does and it doesn't, doesn't it? Was does that it? kind of exciting for you that someone said that? Yeah, it's cool, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's like, but that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I like um, this song. My loads kind of loads. buzz. Um, it makes me happy about the stretch in the evening. <laughs> it's like, ooh, maybe a little dance. 501. Yeah, yeah. 501. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is great. Caribou uh, is kind of one of those acts where I'm uh, like very deeply in love with all of the singles, but have just never kind of really dove in. But um, like anything I've heard, I've been really into. So I just need to. Have you not listened to Our Love at all? The album, or know. any of them, actually. The, you, you just said that they all have kind of a certain. Uh, swim, not swim. Oh, swim, the last two. Swim, I so know. Good. I think, yeah. um, but otherwise, no. Um, but happy to give it a go. You should. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. I won't even make you playlists because yeah. they're just albums. Yeah, they're just albums. Don't have um, to. I. It's probably likely that we'll review this album when it comes out. So yeah, I'll do my homework before then. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, what are you? But are you, you a caribou fan? I am, but I'm kind of the same as you, Andrea. Yeah. Like I, I don't know all of the albums at all. Like mm-hmm. I really don't. I've got some homework yeah. to do. Um, but everything I do know, I really like. So I've just that's me being lazy and not yeah, like. It's, <laughs> but yeah. it's it's kind of like when time. when you when you can just go to an artist page on Spotify and just listen to the most popular ones and yeah. you love all of them. It's like, oh, why am I gonna bother going? And yeah. Into I do album. love this song. <laughs> I'm a big believer in like having a few things do a lot in the songs. Like I really like when arrangements aren't that busy. And this is very simple. Yeah. Mm. And I think, I don't know, this is like a perfect example of that. Just letting everything do, have its space and do its job. And like, yeah. Have you seen Caribou Live before? I don't think so. Like, I, th- good, I think I did at a live festival gig. a long time ago. Yeah, one of my favorite things to see. <laughs> Yeah. Anytime. Is yeah. Uh, Caribou Life. Gig. Yes, I, I, yeah, I, ha- I have seen Caribou Life. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's all come back to me now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> the album is called Suddenly, so we'll probably talk about it in the next few weeks. Um, here's another band we saw recently called The Chromatics, a new song from them called Toy. So that is the Chromatics, new song from them called Toy. Um, they only just released an album called Closer to Grey uh, at the end of last year. Yeah, so they this released... this is a new song that isn't on that. Well, they released that in October and then they released the like deluxe edition with different cuts of all those songs uh, last week. And then right, this, this is... No, I think this is separate to that oh. still. That's a lot so they're of music. just yeah. Uh, so so this, we had to wait five years for an album, and then they just dropped. <laughs> and now they're just throwing out the albums. <laughs> yeah. So there's three versions of this song: this toy, toy on film, and toy instrumental. Um, and they're all just a joy. Very nice song. Um, very chromatics by numbers, but I'm absolutely yeah. fine with yeah. that. It's chromatics 101 for sure. Yeah. Um, nothing, nothing more than if you already like chromatics, you're not gonna. Yeah, think any different of exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm wouldn't, always. Happy. I wouldn't be. They wouldn't be your way into the chromatics. This song probably. No, probably not. No, but um, it's nice. It's very nice. Andrea Cleary, professional music journalist. It's nice. It's very nice. I thought the gig was fantastic, but I struggled with the album last year. I thought it was a bit. I loved languid, the album. and I wasn't into it much. I mm. have to admit, and because I was a huge fan of their last one, just. Kill for Love um, it was my number one album of the year that year whatever year that was hmm. um, but uh, yeah the, just an amazing setup in terms of their live gigs they the backdrops and our visuals are just like so well put together and everything is like designed within an inch of its life yeah fonts are all chosen <laughs> you know everything she's so is, cool is as like, well she's like a like femme that. fatale lady yeah. she's like she's so kind of self curated as well as like I, I am like every movement she makes is like she's thought about it in advance. Like she's very cool. I really like her. I also yeah. think it, it, a lot of people try and do this type of music, but her voice is like the perfect vocal for yeah that style. I yeah, just definitely love it. Yeah, is that song f from an album or no? They're no, just, that's just a brand new one. No, that they just, like, just dropped. That's just on its again. own. Just dropped it on the internet again. Yeah, I uh, don't know why they wouldn't just put it in with the other one, but oh well. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe there we're gonna we get another. I can do it. I can wait a little bit longer. Yeah, it's maybe, okay. maybe the end. Of the <laughs> not, not quite five, <laughs> five years, years, but like a bit yeah. more, a bit more time than that. Yeah. Okay. Right. Your next song is from a band called Happiness, and this is a song called um, Vegetable. It's a band called Happiness from London. 
Happiness with a Y. With a Y. And As uh, in the pursuit of. song is called Vegetable. <laughs> yeah. And Dre, you picked this. Tell me why. I did. Yeah. Happiness are back. They took a break after um, their album in 2017, which is called Write In, uh, which was a really, really strong record. Um, and I loved it. It was... Uh, they did an album before that called Weird Little Birthday, uh, which I think was their debut, um, which I just fell in love with when it came out in 2015, I think. That's such a good and title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's really, really good. And uh, yeah, I just I, I think this this song is just kind of really fun from them. Um, it doesn't seem to be taking itself very seriously if it wants to throw a little kooky synth line in for just a couple of bars it does it if it wants to like change up the effects in the guitar very suddenly it does that um his voice sounds more like Elliot Smith than it ever has before which I don't hate um yeah I just think it's a really fun nice way to welcome them back I think they are going on tour in the UK and Europe no Irish date announced yet but this track is off an upcoming album uh, which has also not been announced just yet very good. Uh, were you familiar with Happiness, Sorga? I was not. I really liked this song, though. Yeah. I was like, for the first five seconds, I was like, okay, this is kind of like Nirvana. And then five seconds later, I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. It's like really effortless, but hooky melodies. Yeah. Like, I was even just there. I was singing along. I've heard it like twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah, they they don't really strike me like they don't sound like a band from the UK at yeah. all. You definitely put them somewhere in America. Um, but yeah, they're very, very charming lads. Is I that think. similar to their past two albums? Um, yeah, it, 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 it would be in some ways. Like if, if you if you like that, you'll yeah. you'll like the past two albums. Yeah, definitely. Um, they're they're definitely on the the lighter side of their uh, genre. I and suppose. is there a reason why they took a three year hiatus? I think one of the one of the the band left. Uh-huh. Uh, ben, the founding members yeah. Johnny and Ash uh, went through a breakup and coming out respectively. Yeah. Um, Ash has really start recently. This is an interesting side note. Ash has recently started performing in drag, uh, which is brave move within it. They saying an indie scene that at least on the surface appears to have a specific set of rules and a dress code that doesn't differ much. Uh, Ash says uh, drag is actually quite punk. Um, drag elements are so important in the seventies and eighties uh, to quite a few artists. And we're used to playing out in an indie crowd, and it's crazy how unique it is for them to have a drag queen walk into the room and just totally wreck the standard model of a little soft core guitar show. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that was an interesting side note because it doesn't. It you would have known that from the music necessarily, but no, an interesting yeah, just like a visual aid. You're like oh. It's a drag show as well. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Or like somebody is performing as a drag artist. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I so they seem that, to have gone through a lot of change one way or another. In, uh, and yeah. And they, they had like um, a, a member or I think a member of the band lead as well and go off and do uh, his own thing. So a lot of change. Great to have them back. I really like them. I, I really hope I get to catch them live this time because I missed them last time. Hmm. Okay. What did you think of this song now? It's not my thing. Yeah. Not I knew it wouldn't be. <laughs> it's oh, so. Nope. One of these Sorry. weeks, Niall, I'll get you with the indie hooks and you'll be in. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> not this one, though. No. <laughs> You're not having this one. No. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'll that's try, okay. Try again next week. I think most people would knew that probably wasn't going to be for me. No, no. It's okay. It's all right. We, we meet in the middle of a Okay, well, this is like, okay, who picked this song? I wonder. <laughs> all right, this is Forted and Baby. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay, that's Fortet. The song is called Baby. Second track from a forthcoming album called uh, 16 Oceans out in March. I uh, heard a few tracks from this now. Um, maybe I'm tempting fate here, but I said this earlier on to somebody, other guys in the office. I was like, have you ever met anyone who doesn't like, who actively detests Fortet? No. 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 I'm just like, it's so nice. It's so nice. Yes, it's such nice me. music. And it's yeah. sort of like, yeah, it's um, cerebral and it's, danceable and it's like lot very melodic and hypnotic and it's always that has that flavor and even though sometimes it sounds a bit similar to what's come before it's always feels like it's its own thing yeah i don't, I don't think I this track is like so yeah i don't think this track is like the most original thing they've ever done or anything but it's like it's they're kind of the best at doing this so but yeah for forte is kind of like one of those artists that if i was to listen to this this type of music at home which I very rarely do um it would be Fortet that I'd go to to do it because like they're kind of the best you know but yeah yeah, I I like this song a lot um but I think there's probably better cuts on the album like for me there's like I like when they work with melody a little bit more than they're doing here yeah um I don't know if you ever saw last year uh Kieran Hebden um he posted a picture of his setup which is uh, when he makes Fortet music, it's literally a laptop at a window. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And that is it. Yeah, so it's pretty a, amazing. Like, yeah. Really? Wow. So, like, that's it. <laughs> and yeah. Like a little a little MIDI controller or something, and you're like, and wow, a dream. that's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, bird song. There's always yeah. bird song around. And uh, this song, so this song, I was trying to find out, um, it has, the vocals are by Ellie Goulding, yeah. but um, not a sample. I think they're actually original, but they're not like featured. I wonder how long that listed. took. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let's just get her in. Yeah, maybe she. They're also so fan. chopped that like you wouldn't know that like they were deliberately done. They just feel yeah. like a sample. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I yeah I think that the the vocal, I I don't like Ellie Goulding, and maybe that's why the vocal kind of got at me a bit towards the end I of think the song. Fortet has always done really nice things with uh, melodies like this. He did a really nice one with uh, a Grimes track a while back that he was never officially released. Okay. And then the Nelly Furtado one from last year. Yeah. Which uh, which is called uh, Only Human. And so really good at like finding those vocals and chopping them up and, and putting that in as a really nice texture. Yeah. And again, here's another example. So look, you're not going to get a bad word out of me about Fortet mostly. <laughs> no, true. I find it very hard to be like, yeah. No, I don't like that. Never, never had a problem with four type music. Yeah. Like, I mean, listen to, I, I think I saw his previous band, Fridge, support the Superfly Animals in 2003, I want to say, like in the Olympia. Like, wow. long time. Probably doing my entrance exam. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we, we went up from Kildare on a minivan in minibus. Yeah. And like, the lads went up drinking. And went to the Olympia to go see Supermodels and Fridge How good is Fridge as a band name? I love that. It's not a good name. I love it. <laughs> it's so ordinary that it's We're really Fridge. good. We're Fridge. <laughs> that's that's class. I like that. Yeah, uh, do you like Fortet? I do. do. Like I I like this song. I don't. I'm not like super excited about it. But I also think sometimes with songs like this, it's like it takes me takes for me to like listen to it in a specific yeah. situation I'm and the then I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. You know? And like if I heard this out yeah. and it kind of clicked with me in that 
yeah. environment, I think it would probably get in a bit. That's better. the other thing about um, Forte is the dynamics of the production, and always it's it's in a club. It always feels so yeah. much different than yeah, yeah. Like just listening like actually in a car or whatever. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like in my room with my headphones on, like at my laptop, like that's yeah. It's not the environment <laughs> that it's <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. I was at a talk in uh, New York with, that he did once, and I think obviously he, he still uses a laptop, but when he plays live, a lot of time he uses like like really shitty Windows computers and intentionally so and he's a backup of a backup and he plays loops on like Cool Edit or some shit and you're like, what the hell are you doing with yourself? It's like, <laughs> like setting like up challenges but like, for but he, then he ha- Yeah, then he has like a like a controller to for the different inputs and you're like, if we'll see if one of them goes down, it doesn't matter because I have I can just like fade them in and it was like, okay. It's cool. like, don't you have more money? Yeah, you can do better than this. <laughs> Can't yeah. you get a better but, like, setup? It works for him. It's like, it's like burial in the way he like cut, would cut and paste instead of doing uh, to the grid, just like cut and paste things into like a, an application like Audition or Kula and you're like, what a strange thing to do. Oh, Why so would you weird. do that to yourself? <laughs> like, what if you messed up for a second and you're like, oh, I have to go all the way back. Yeah. Seems strange. It just feels like putting up needless barriers yourself but maybe these are artistic things that are beyond my kind of capability <laughs> to understand you're well able to understand uh, that. well i don't i don't know anything about producing M- musicologist over here sure but I, I know nothing about producing electronic music like the actual like getting into yeah the programs that they use and that kind of stuff i'm like i've that's where you lose me I, I know about the sheet music and stuff, but yeah. the other stuff, I well, don't know. I feel like generally with the new stuff that Fortet's been doing, he's been kind of going back to the earlier stuff, the softer kind of stuff as opposed mm. to the more um, dancey things. So rounds from 2007, I think it's very much, it sounds a bit more like that, where okay. it's a bit more homemade. Mm. Um, so that's nice. Um, okay, we'll move on to our album of the week. It is from Andy Schauf and uh, it is Schauf. called Schauf. I think we agreed on Schauf. Schauf. Chef. Yeah. Shoff. Okay, fine. Just just for consistency. Okay. It's from Andy Shoff. <laughs> and he is from Toronto. Very interesting album called The Neon Skyline. We're going to play um the opening, a bit of the opening track to give you a flavor of what it's about. In my fridge, it was a dark scene, so I bought some bread. Chewed my way out the door and walked down the street. To the neon skyline, I grabbed myself a stool at the bar. Or somehow rose, always knows just exactly what I need. She didn't ask, she just opened a cold can and set it down in front of me. I said, that is Andy Schauf. 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 I keep messing Schauf. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's Schauf. Schauf. Oh, stop. Uh, album's called Neon Skyline. Um, at the start of this week, we didn't know what album we were going to be reviewing. And then this soon became a firm favorite in terms of listening. So background to this album. He is a Toronto-based artist. Um, the album is set in a bar. A real bar yes. in Toronto. Um, the Skyline Diner. Um, it's kind of set in there. He's done this sort of, so it's a concept album. Finally, we get a concept <laughs> album. We've been saying for a long time that Nothing we want to do like, albums. we we're like, 
like de- firm oh. defendants of the concept album. They get bad. They have bad reputations. They really do. It's not just prog. Like it's yeah. good. And yeah, so this is a concept album about a man, um, our narrator, who uh, goes to a bar with his friend Charlie. Their friend Claire is there, and his ex-girlfriend Judy 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 Judy? Judy. yeah um is back in town for the night and they run into her and it's just sort of these small vignettes following them kind of through their night uh you get some memories from the past from him and Judy um it's very sad at times very funny at times uh and he's done this kind of concept uh our concept album thing before in The Party, um, which is his last album, which was an album where it was set in the same party told from the perspective of like 11 or 12 different, however many songs there is, 11 or 12 different people. So he's definitely of the kind of narrative folk ilk. Um, Completely sounds like Paul Simon, so it makes sense that he has this sort of um, storytelling Thing yeah. to him but uh it's a really interesting record mostly for its lyrics i think yeah yeah it was one of those ones like today i just listened to the album read it, all the lyrics because you're like it, yeah. they follow oh, into yeah. each other and it's really yeah. nice and you're like oh you're, it's like it's so rare to have such a small story mm. being told over the course of an album like it's not like the pimp a butterfly or anything like that where it's like yeah big <laughs> racial politics and you're like no actually this is just a really small tiny story about a night in a bar it is and um I don't can't remember any other equivalent other than his previous album where it's a bit more. It's just a small little thing that's like could be really indulgent, but actually isn't. It's yeah. Usually, if if you have those kind of things where it's like, oh, this album follows like a day or something like that, it's still kind of it's bringing in a lot of other like yeah. big topics and stuff. Which this obviously is, you know, in terms of like memory and how we remember people that we love that we don't love anymore and you know loss and friendship and drinking a little bit of maybe a drinking problem being alluded yeah that's to, alluded to yeah um how we rely on alcohol and our friends and bars and how these are the social spaces where we kind of come together to grieve or to feel sad and, and things like that which are really nice but it's all just wrapped up in these kind of very succinct and uh sweet lyrics um there's one that i love that is off of living room which is a song um that focuses on claire who is a friend of uh charlie's and the narrators who tells a story about when when she was a kid she wanted to give her dad um a a picture that she'd drawn in school and he he was like oh look give it to me later or I'm busy I can't look at it and then that day her child came to her with a picture and she was like oh, I'm busy I can't look at it and then she felt really guilty about it and she just she just offered this story out of nowhere to the two lads at the bar and the closing lines in the uh in the track is her saying how hard is it to give a shit and then our narrator saying Claire walked away and Charlie looked at me with wide eyes like we had accidentally walked into some stranger's living room (laughs) and I was just like oh my god it's just like right in the heart there like Jesus but yeah I I I love the kind of the grittiness of the bar and the oversharing it's all really familiar yeah I feel like it's painted really well you can almost see it yeah uh, yeah you 
kind of we've all had those kind of nights. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it was just such a small story, just gently, lovely told mm. and um, very effective in terms of its lyrics and very simple. Yeah. And were you familiar with um, kind of? Um, so I knew his music because Alex Kazanov, who produced my album, is a huge fan of his. So mm-hmm, when we okay. were making the album, he kept referencing. I think it might have been Fox Warren. Is that the name of his? The, the, oh, yes. The, he was in a band. Before, in a band. Yeah. He put so. an album with a band, which I so I was kind of familiar with that album, but not, I don't really know the party. OK. But then obviously when this came out. This only came out last week, did it? Yeah. 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 So then I I was listening to it. So the first time I heard it, I didn't, I hadn't read anything about it. So I didn't realize that it was all supposed to be, that it's set in one night at one bar. And I was kind of listening passively. And then I went to read about it and I was like, and then obviously I paid more attention to the lyrics, but then it started to make me feel kind of like claustrophobic or something or like, but actually I really I do really like it but it, this idea that it's that it's so self-contained mm. then there's like the moments when he does go into memory and stuff like that I actually really like that because it for me it's like oh, okay we yeah can, you take it out of yeah we like get to like see somewhere else or something for a second but I think it's really impressive to be able to write an album like that yeah. even even the like right there's like so often when there's no rhyming scheme on it at all mm. it feels so much like He's, sa- he's just saying exactly what he wants to say, regardless of any of the rules. And like, yeah, uh, yeah I love I that. Really it like doesn't that. like it doesn't wrap itself up in metaphor. Yeah. It's not it's not at all lofty. It really tries to like keep those heart punchy moments as being like the example I gave and, and so many others like just being like there's there's a moment where um where he meets up with Judy and she tugs on the sleeve of his oh, coat yeah. and she says, I miss this. And he says, I miss this too. And she says, no, I meant your coat. And it's like, none of that rhymes. <laughs> yeah. I miss and you it's too. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's just, it's such a simple little moment. It's There's so not, much humanity in all of those. Like, and just so the, the little, that yeah. one little image of her pulling on his coat sleeve is just like, it, it's so effective and it doesn't have to kind of be this huge lofty thing. It's just, it's those little tiny domestic moments that he just peppers through that really give all of the characters in it such weight and really make you feel like they, they exist past the yeah. album. Like they There's literally a line page, here about like, buttering bread. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I looked in my fridge, it was a dark scene, so I buttered some bread. Yeah. Chewed my way out the door and walked down the street to the neon skyline. We have all been there. <laughs> Who hasn't looked in their fridge and thought, this is a dark scene. <laughs> that moldy piece of cheese needs to go. Relatable content. <laughs> I even, I really like the arrangement on it as well, though. Mm. Like, yeah, I like the simplicity of it and like, I guess because the lyrics are so important that like, it's kind of just, it's. I think it feels like play or like mm. watching totally, a movie yeah. or like it's like a yeah well Luke described it as kind of a novella today yeah yeah, it's yeah. Like it, it feels like a like a little short film or a yeah. novella or something yeah. yeah I'm really impressed and obviously his vocals do sound a lot like Paul Simon which is no so bad so much at all especially those those opening lines on the first song you're like oh my god he's like <laughs> called up Charlie and you're like oh my god this is Paul Simon like yeah. in does he have a friend called Julio who's gonna show up yeah right and <laughs> like, it's like even the way he pronounces the name Charlie, you're like, wow, this is insane. But it doesn't like I'm a massive, massive Paul Simon fan. And if someone 
had like given me an album was like oh this guy kind of does a Paul Simon impression on the album I'd be like get it away from me but <laughs> I find it so charming on this and yeah he like obviously sings on the album he played all the instruments and he produced it himself wow. as well like he did all of it which is very cool and like a very small setup like he wasn't in a big studio at all so yeah it's pretty um, cool very impressed and it's really mm. nice to have something like this at the start of the year and um, today I was just really enjoying it because I was in a bar for a few hours last ah. night and feeling a bit more fragile. Not not so much now, but I was last <laughs> night. You know, having those big conversations about yeah. life's topics. And uh, you're like, oh, it was Tuesday. What the fuck was I doing? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I found it very relatable. To yeah. Me. And uh, yeah, no, I'm just, I, I never heard of him until Monday. Oh, really? And yeah. I don't think so anyway. The name mm. doesn't ring a bell. Um, so I have to thank you. You should Luke. listen to the party. I will. Um, I will. I have to thank Luke for actually bringing it to my attention in the first place. Yeah. It's like. This is the best album of the year so far. I was like, oh, cool. What is it? <laughs> yeah. And then, but I'm really bad with lyrics at, at the very start of an album. I'd have to, I'd like, it takes me a while to get into yeah. lyrics. So, but mm. I, it was nice to have some, a reason to focus on the lyrics. So like 100% today, yeah. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to read all the lyrics. And it's funny because I actually had a similar experience to you where I, I was listening to it, didn't like, hadn't read anything about it yet. Um, and didn't, it kind of passed me by that it was a concept album. But I did keep hearing Charlie Same and Julie names, coming yeah. up and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that's about. And then when I read that it was a concept album, I was like, right, I'm going to sit down and just read, listen to it and read all the lyrics as I go. And it's such a it's such a nice thing to actually sit and do that. It's kind of like musical mindfulness or something. It's like because it just flew by like the album's about 40 ish minutes long yeah. and it just flew by like gone and I, I was at the end and I was like whoa I feel like I've just been sitting back watching a film yeah. or something like I was so engaged with it that I I mean I didn't check my phone I didn't open a new tab nothing I was just so in it and then once you do it once like once you read through all the lyrics once and then you listen to it again it's like oh I can just follow the story now it's right because you know the like summary that you gave of the album at the mm. start yeah do you just know that because you read the because you read the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, right. Because I just, I think I probably listened to the album like three or probably maybe like four times, mm. but I wouldn't be able to t- summarize the night. <laughs> for well, you. I probably left out loads though, but um, but even if you, but, I would just be like, oh, he go, it's a, it's a, it's set in a bar. And right, <laughs> he, he misses Judy. Yeah, <laughs> that's just it. Mean, yeah, that that is pretty much it. And then yeah. she shows up, and that's kind. But now of, I'm thinking yeah. I need and to sit daydreams. down and listen to it and read the lyrics because that. Oh yeah. Oh, did you not? Do no, I haven't both? done. No, oh, yeah. I've oh, only listened to it. All, oh, it the lyrics are all on Bandcamp, yeah. actually, so okay, you can yeah. do that as well. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to be more mindful of having more deep listening experiences where you actually mm. just, yeah, are listening to everything actively, yeah, as opposed to passively, passively which we do yeah. a lot of passively. It's nice when you, when you get an LP, um, and like it has the lyrics in it and you can just be like ah I'm sitting on my floor listening and to then music you don't have to look the way at a phone I want to be yeah a it's screen. or a screen yeah. or anything and you're just like oh I'm looking through this it's nice I'll probably buy this LP this feels like a nice yeah. thing to have it's kind of like having a book um, very good okay yeah, well, what's our album of the week from Andy what's <laughs> 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 I've, I've thrown myself off completely Andy Shoof Shoof we said Shoff Shoff Andy Shoff the album is called Neon Skyline, and uh, this is don't tweet us until a little bit wrong. <laughs> of so a song funny. from the the lead single from the album, lead track from the album called Things I Do. Seems like I 
That is the Neon Skyline by Andy Schauf or whatever the hell you call it. But anyway, um, a very good album. Uh, S-H-A-U-F uh, is how you uh, spell that. So do check that out. Very good album indeed. Uh, it's out on Anti Records now. Uh, Toronto artist. Uh, it'd be nice to see him over here sometime maybe. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd really like to catch this live. It'd yeah. be fun. Very good. Um, so it's time for our weekly ask of uh, our guests and co-hosts of <laughs> What's Consuming You this week. So... What are you listening to, watching, reading, etc.? We'll start with you because you look like you're about to answer. Something. Well, I was just trying to think of my answers. Um, <laughs> Would you want me to go? Will I go? Will I go? <laughs> no, no, no. I, well, see, I've been really bad with TV and mostly TV. I, I, I guess okay. scared to start new TV shows because I just can't stop. Yeah. And if I'm trying to write or like do anything or I really need to dedicate my time to it, then I'm just like, I just don't. But I have been reading. The Year of Magical Thinking by Joan Didion, which I'm almost finished. I read it in college, but I don't remember any of it. I think I read so much in college that like nothing stuck stuck mm-hmm. at all. Uh, it's quite sad and depressing. I don't know if anyone's ever read that. No, year. I haven't. No, I don't know. Oof, it's heartbreaking. It's like it's written in the year after her husband and her daughter died. Okay, but she's one like one of my favorite writers and. But also the problem is when I read when I read her writing, it makes me then want to go write songs too. <laughs> so okay. it takes me ages to get through the book because oh, it's, uh, it's the same type of thing, like very, very human interactions, like really sp- funny way of like observing the world. But I read it and then I have to like put it down after like three pages because I want to go sit at the, p- the piano then mm-hmm. and it gives me ideas. So that sounds that's nice. Good. It is a good thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Actually, that is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. A creative uh, foundry. Yeah. <laughs> is a book yeah but i've been reading it for ages because that keeps happening so (laughs) (laughs) like it takes me ages to get through it i'm a terrible one for reading music books and um often i'll just have to stop and go and listen to the song they're talking about yeah and then often with all those books like yeah yeah yeah, the story of history of modern pop Mm. and charts and all that stuff you're just like somebody's made spotify playlists for everything and there's like references galore so you're just like Mm. i wonder what that song sounds like i get that with like music criticism books i read through them and i'm like that's a great idea for a feature that's a great idea for a feature so like i'll a topic will come up and i'll be like i'm gonna write about that (laughs) so it's kind of like that thing where i then go and like very deeply research like that one particular band or scene in New York in the 1950s or whatever it is and then I'm like I'm never going to finish this book like it took me so long to read how music works because I just kept going into like rabbit holes little rabbit Mm. holes on the internet and just reading everything okay what about you what have you been I've actually I've been consuming I've I've been in front of the telly a lot um okay so had a few first films this weekend (gasps) oh yeah so interesting one of them I was like I can't believe you haven't seen that well I don't think you know the other one okay so so I watched you gave us that as bait saving Mr. Banks okay which is about 
Mary Poppins and the Disney's the oh, songwriters right. and things like that. It's excellent. Is it? I bawled. It it really 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 excellent. Uh, then I watched Mary Poppins because I had only seen that once when I was a kid and. It, it occurred to me when I was watching it that my mom turned it off halfway through and told me it was over because she hates Mary Poppins. <laughs> she was like, oh, it's over. So I never got to like the let's go fly a kite. I oh never got God. I never got resolution. Like, so I always thought like, oh, Mary Poppins isn't that good. And then I watched it and just like, oh, I was actually in bits. Like I was just, I was a lot crying that day. <laughs> So to offset that, I watched Taxi Driver, <laughs> which I'd never seen, um, which was really fucking gritty um, and amazing. Two very different films. Ama- like, uh, have you seen Taxi Driver? I have not. I've seen Mary Poppins. What a dumb <laughs> I've never seen If you Taxi liked Driver. Mary Poppins, you'll love, <laughs> love Taxi Driver. Driver. <laughs> uh, Taxi Driver is amazing. Um, I, yeah, couldn't believe I hadn't seen it before. Way shorter than I thought it was going to be. Um, and... Less gritty, like easier to watch than I was expecting. Because like loads of people were telling me like it's oh it's difficult to watch now. But I think I'm so I think we've desensitized. Seen, yeah, there's a now. lot more of those films now yeah. than there used to be. Yeah, but I haven't gone much into the kind of early Scorsese films. So I'm gonna now watch um, King of Comedy because I haven't yet seen, seen Joker. Um, and I'm gonna watch Joker before the Oscars. So I feel like those two are kind of good reading material pre-watching Joker to see where all the kind of references come from. Aside from that, I have re-watched Bojack Horseman because the new series is, or the second half of the final series is coming out this uh, Friday. I'll probably talk about that next week though. And listening to the Mary Poppins soundtrack. That's it. Yeah, I haven't read much this week. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to a rap playlist that I have made over the years. Um, What's it called? Rap Favourites. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you do you listen to it often, or you? And the just last week, I found myself just yeah. going back to it again. I'm like, I want to hear all this stuff. I just didn't want to listen to anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, what? you're just like, favorites. I just want to listen. Rap to favorites. Rap favorites. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite rap song. Yeah. Uh, really what percentage it. of it is Beastie Boys? No, actually, it is deliberately not Beastie Boys. Is it, okay. is it a public point. playlist? Um, I think I gave it to the people on Patreon.com for those nine nine. I think it's on that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I actually realized I started it four years ago. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of stuff on it. But I add to it every week almost. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So um, not every week, but I did add like four songs. The Drake and Future song that you hate is uh, on it. Can we just, <laughs> Which one is that? The new one, Life the new is Good. The new one, Life is Good. Um, Drake. Just just cut out the Drake bit. Future's great on it. I love the Drake <laughs> so bit, though. Good. I love the Drake bit. No, you bit. don't. No one likes Drake I anymore. Like, it's 2020. Not him. <laughs> not him. It's 2020. Wait until he releases an album this uh, year. You're gonna we're be not like, doing it. You're going to want to have to do it. No. We did a 90-minute album review we of Drake's Scorpion. Drake's Scorpion. Yeah. Last year, the album was 24 tracks long. Went on for 90 minutes. Do you review every song? Song by song no. by song. No, no. but like <laughs> we're not we're, we're not like, monsters. We, yeah. we didn't make the thing. <laughs> no, but like we'd committed to like properly reviewing it. Had you planned it, so for it to be to... an hour and a half? I don't know if it was an hour and a half. Was it? No, Probably. It was, I think it was. Yeah, though. I think it was. It was long. Long. Yeah. Yeah. You're and still mad. Never again. I'm furious. I'm absolutely. That's why I keep giving them indie songs every week. Like slow payback. I could take it in small doses. Yeah. Um. The other thing that I, I, I'm absolutely ecstatic about in the last week, and I can't, I'm almost surprised you haven't seen it yet, um, is Cheer on Netflix. Have you seen it? I've seen Cheer. 
Oh my oh. god, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen my it. god, I was like hooked. Everyone seems to be, which is why I'm scared to, to start it. It's six hours, six episodes. Did you watch um, it in six hours? No, I watched it over two days. Though I watched it in six. I watched hours. the first four episodes, and I watched the other two the next day. I was like. Whoa! I stayed. I'm up. so invested in this. I I press play on the last episode at ten to five in the morning. What? Yeah, <laughs> like I was like, and move. it was it all. It, it builds up towards their like their their big competition, the big championships, and it was like ten to five in the morning. I was, you know, like my lamp on, just in my room under my covers, watching it, and like I was like this the whole time. Sorry, this is an audio medium. I had my hands covering my face the entire time. Like it was. Chair is incredible. Like it's it it was so it good. just got under my skin. Yeah. And the coach is. I feel very conflicted about Monica. The I coach feel very weird. I don't about know her. how I feel about her. Like she's like her. these are all my kids, and I was like you don't treat them like your kids. Yeah, and then one of them like them just falls off the top of the pyramid, breaks her arm, and she's like, okay, everybody do fifty push-ups because she fell. There's another part where that that girl Morgan is like, oh, I have to go to the ER after this practice, and she's like, okay, fine. It was like, Bye. no. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to pop my ribs back in. It was like, whoa. But it was yeah, but, more, but more she's than like, but, but can you still do the pyramid? Yeah. It's like, what? More than anything, I was just really impressed by the physical toll they're putting themselves <gasps> under throughout the whole thing. You don't see a pom-pom until like episode five. Yeah, like, no, that that's not. That doesn't exist. No. This isn't what this is about. No. These are These are athletes. athletes. Like, like, they're athletes. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Like, and every single one of them that you follow through it, I would die for them. <laughs> I would die for these kids. Like, they are just, like, the most, they work so hard. And it's so weird because cheerleading is, like, There's no career once they finish college. Like, there's no Olympics Which they do address. for it. They do address. Yeah, there's there's nothing. So this is like, so they're they're in like a community college doing this, and they're the best in America. But community colleges only do like two years, as opposed to all right, the, yeah. the universities that do four years. So if they if they want to like get on mat or like the make the first team or whatever, um, they only have two years to do it. So they have to train like twice as hard, and it's insane. Yeah, it's like. It, like it made me want to go for like at least a run afterwards <laughs> like I was like I should probably get up and do something yeah, <laughs> yeah but I did but I went to the gym the same day I started watching it and I was like nah I didn't even get close to it. Yeah. <laughs> like because they're working through the pain barrier as a yeah. as a rule it's yeah. like conditioning we have to condition ourselves yeah. like what the fuck are they doing I to know. themselves I know um, the thing I didn't know was that you know like when you think of like a pyramid for like in cheerleading mm -hmm. I thought like pyramids nowadays in like modern cheerleading, they don't stay still during it. They do like 10 pyramids one after another, but it's just them like leaping through the air and like doing mad shit. And at any given point, they're in some kind of like artistic shape or whatever. And so it's not like just sitting on the shoulders of the people underneath you and stuff. Yeah. It's insane. Like it's just. It's a lot of people throwing themselves very high up in the air. Launching. Repeatedly. <laughs> like, launching repeatedly. themselves. Repeatedly, yeah. What do they call those ones? Like the flyers or something flyers, like that. Yeah, yeah. flyers. Like, <laughs> I cannot tell you the amount of people who've asked me like in the last three days if I've seen it. Yeah. I know, I was obsessed. It's, it's kind of like, yeah. it's. I think it's probably this year's like fire festival from last year <laughs> where everyone's like, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. 
So that's all I've been doing, really. Yeah. Just like obsessed with the Rock six hours of, of cheers. <laughs> cheer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was my reason to be cheerful. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I, I decided not to do it. I was like, I'll wait to the end. I'll I think, it. yeah. Okay, that's um, but yeah, that's uh, anything else for you? No, happy that MCR are doing a gig. That's great. Oh yeah, Audible. That's Audible be... cheers. Audible cheers from Central Bank. Bank. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. That was very funny. Yeah. Respect to Luke. Uh, respect to Luke for that. This week, yeah. His uh, Bertie Hearn tweet went viral. Yeah, Luke's, <laughs> Luke's had a big week. I didn't yeah. see that one. We're very proud of yeah. him. But um, yeah, it was very good. Um, and that's probably it from us this week. Um, next week we are joined by. Uh, Dave Hanratty oh, from No Encore because he hasn't he isn't doing his own podcast so he's going to come in and do ours he sent me a clip of <laughs> of um, what's your man called um, oh oh you're going to have to cut this I'm really sorry um, <sighs> right at the end yeah I know I'm really sorry what's what's his name um, who English sang come out your black and tans on oh BBC. Alan Partridge he sent me a clip an Alan, an Alan Partridge clip of him um, being on like someone else's show and being like really rowdy and saying, "Well, I'm I'm your guest. It's up to you to like keep me under control." So oh, right. I think he's okay. going to come That's in. Okay, I see. <laughs> like I see. all guns blazing next week. So okay, let's put some manners on him. Yes, okay. I think so. And Sorka, we didn't have to put manners on you. Thanks. No, for, thank thanks you for so much so sound. for thank coming you in, guys. This was very fun. Congratulations again on the choice. <laughs> Thank you. And nice to actually have you here. Yeah. Um, so who's going to win? Ooh. If not you. It, well, I don't think it'll be me. I. You can't pick yourself. I can't pick myself. <laughs> I would, my vote would maybe be Lancome. Mm, or... Interesting. Andrea is not allowed to participate in this I know, Andrea's not even looking at uh, me. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think good chance for Lancome, but we'll see how it goes. Honestly, I'll put in a good word. <laughs> I would, uh, but I think it's a really good year. I don't think it's. Yeah. I don't think it's very obvious. I, there's quite a few that I would think are deserving. So, I'm both yeah. looking forward to it and not at all looking forward yeah, to it because it's like, uh, it's so hard, stressful but, for you. Yeah, and you have some tour dates as well coming up soon. I right? do actually. Yeah, um, Irish tour in April. Yeah. Uh, Where are you going to? Button Factory and Dolan's in Limerick and Roshi and Dove in Galway. Uh, and then when does this happen this when does this go tomorrow away? tomorrow <laughs> okay then i'm also doing um the imagining ireland gigs one in the national concert hall oh, very nice yes, yes and then there's one in galway that's why we're here that's actually. why we're oh, here okay. i know so i was here to promote something i was like i forgot <laughs> yeah. so yes the imagining ireland gigs imagining ireland gigs uh, uh which is an amazing lineup right it's amazing <laughs> uh yeah soak and rady peace and uh what could you tell uh, me Denise Ch- Chala yeah, yes. is on it as well i'm very excited um to there's lots it's uh, monday to 10th of february yep which is next week um next week next monday following monday um yeah denise uh lisa o'neill's on it um yeah the lineup's amazing. Sinead Gleeson, um, Kate Ellis, uh, Eliza McCarthy, um, loads of people. This in the Wendy National Erskine. Concert Hall. National Concert Hall. And oh, then Galway's in the Black Box Theatre, I think. Cool. Nice. Nice. So do you know what you're going to be doing for this? I, I don't. Or how it's going to work? I don't. Um, I don't. I have heard, I spoke to, I saw Rady in Eurosonic and she did the last year's show so she kind of told me a little how that worked whether i think i know i'm singing a couple songs 
mm-hmm. which is okay. what I would expect it to be doing. Uh, it's not a night of your, your poetry. Yeah, and no, it's not my, my cheerleading. You've got, I think, you've got that down. I think, as far as I understand, it's, I don't know, it's actually, I don't know. That's okay. Well, Sunday, 9th of February in the National Concert Hall, you can go and find I'm it. I'm sort of just excited because of the lineup and I've forgotten that I have to do something too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's I, your I will be that's prepared by February 9th. 9th. Yeah, Sunday, February 9th in Nash Contour, uh, Monday, 10th February in Galway. And are you doing London as well? I'm not doing London because okay. I'm on tour in every Manchester show. But there is a Dublin is a date London. in the Barbican on the 21st of February? Indeed. So there you go. Um, so that's happening. Um, so that's Imagining Ireland in the National Concert Hall. Sorkin, thanks very much Thank for coming you. in. Thank you. And um, I'm going to put you on the spot now. Can you pick a song from your album that we can uh, outro the show with? Oh, yeah. Um, why don't we choose... Why don't we choose False Alarm? Because that's okay. a dark horse and it's later on the album and maybe people wouldn't have heard it. Lovely. Chosen by yourself. False Alarm by Sorkin Richardson. Uh, I've been 909 and that... Over there is Dre. Yep. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Spatial awareness. Have a splendid week. Okay. Goodbye. Thanks for all the Talk support. to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>